Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of the Hydrogen Nowcast for 14 April 2023. Well, on the podcast today, we're going to talk about a subject that's near and dear to the heart of anyone running a business, and that is risk management. And of course, since this is a hydrogen podcast, we're going to talk about hydrogen risk management. Now, the first risk that may spring to your mind could be fire, but there are other risks. For example, business risks for things like equipment failure and downtime. And supply chain risks are another one that's front of mind these days in the wake of the COVID disruption. And of course, let's not forget workforce risks. But hydrogen businesses don't need to face these risks alone. There are companies out there that have years of experience that they can make available to business owners. And one of those companies is RiskTech. So here today to walk us through the risk pitfalls and their mitigation is James Snedden, who's the technical team lead at RiskTech in charge of clean energy operations throughout the Americas. James, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. I'm delighted to be here. Well, James, why don't we start with you telling us about your role with RiskTech and then give us a little overview of the company. Yeah, absolutely. I've been with RiskTech now for almost 15 years. Uh, I began with the company in our offices back in Glasgow, Scotland, hence the, the accent. But I moved across to Western Canada, where I'm currently based in, in Calgary, Alberta, around 10 years ago now. Uh, at the moment, as you quite rightly noted in your introduction, I'm the technical team lead in Canada, uh, and I also look after the clean energy services that RiskTech offer to our various clients across the Americas region, within which uh, hydrogen obviously falls. In terms of the company, RiskTech is a technical safety and risk management consultancy. We predominantly support clients in helping them manage their health, safety, security, environmental and business risks in sectors where the impact of loss is high. So traditionally, you would imagine those to be things like oil and gas, refining, chemical manufacturing, nuclear, but now moving that expertise across into the clean energy industry. We have a number of facets to our business. We have the, the traditional consulting side of our business where we provide those specialist technical safety and risk management supports directly to our clients. But we also have a, a learning side of our business, which covers a lot of our online and classroom-based training and postgraduate education programs. We have a, a resourcing business where we directly place specialist risk HSSE and engineering associates to work at our client locations. We also have an inspection business. So back in 2014, we were acquired by the TUV Rhineland Group. They are the large German-based functional safety testing and inspection company. And that helped us expand or extend the range of services that we were able to offer to now include things like industrial and vendor inspections and assessments. And then finally, we have our research and development activities. And that's the side of our business where we look into the various means to help society meet its evolving needs in a safe and, and sustainable manner. As of today, we serve the clients that we have from our offices in the UK, where RISTEC are headquartered, but also from offices we have in Europe, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and then obviously across here in, in North America. So yeah, hopefully that provides a, a reasonable enough overview of myself and the company for your listeners. Well, thanks, James. That's really helpful. Well, you know, in the intro, I mentioned a few different risks that hydrogen business owners might face. 
I think it'd be a good idea if we started by giving our listeners an understanding of really why we need to manage risks, particularly in the hydrogen industry. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the why is incredibly important here. Now, irrespective of, of industry, the drivers or the motivation for managing risk tend to be reasonably consistent. The business case or value proposition for managing risk is that it not only preserves value, but it also enhances value. And organisations create value by taking risks. So, for example, generating electricity from nuclear fuel or, or producing oil or natural gas for varying consumptions. And they lose value by failing to manage those risks, which is where we see major accidents. So, for example, the Macondo oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, the Fukushima nuclear incident in Japan, or the Texas City refinery explosion. The overall objective is therefore to protect and enhance value. And that's incredibly important in the hydrogen industry. This is an industry which is very much in its infancy, and it's incredibly important that we protect it in the best way that we can. If you cast your mind back to the history books for more or less anyone that's alive today, but if we cast our mind back to 1937 and the Hindenburg disaster, that image of the exploding airship still permeates public impressions of hydrogen nearly 100 years after it happened. And it's a stark reminder of how one negative incident that works its way into the public imagination can damage an industry, or or in this case, two industries, as I've just recently learned. Even now, modern airships, although few and far between, use helium, where hydrogen makes much more sense economically if the hazards and risks can be managed properly. And we've seen some of those incidents begin to to happen as, as hydrogen becomes more prominent or its use becomes more prominent. We've seen hydrogen refueling station explosions in Norway. We've seen hydrogen tank explosions in South Korea. We've seen other hydrogen explosions at a silicon's factory in Illinois. So those things happen as as our operations become more prominent. We use it in a more prominent way. Now, I can get a little on my high horse about things like this, but the point that I'm trying to make is that managing the risk inherent in your business operations is incredibly important. We don't want to have another Hindenburg-type incident where public perception would shift significantly and therefore hinder the growth of the hydrogen industry. So it therefore becomes incredibly important that we manage those risks. And and, and for me, that sort of summarizes the why in a not-so-succinct way. Well, thanks, James. And that's absolutely right. And, you know, I think I would go on to add that it's not just catastrophic things. I know that the fuel stations in California have been experiencing downtime, and that really gives a bad impression in in early days of a new technology. And and we just, we can't have that. We've got to have pretty much nothing but success. So all the more reason to manage risk. Well, speaking of that, would you give the listeners maybe a little bit more comprehensive list of the types of risks that risk tech can help them manage? Absolutely. Yes, you touched upon some of those high-level risks in in the introduction, and I will try to summarize as, as best I can. The first and often the most apparent risks uh, for consideration are those which impact people. Now, whether that's operations personnel within your business or or whether that extends out to the general public, understanding the risks that you will be imparting upon different population groups and managing that risk appropriately is is incredibly important. There are a number of considerations with with hydrogen. The minimum ignition energy for hydrogen is, is low. 
so it will ignite easily. When it's ignited, the flame is invisible. It gives off a, a very low radiant heat, so it's possible that you can approach an upset condition without fully being aware of that situation. Expanding on that, the leakage rates for hydrogen are, are 10 times higher than they are for nitrogen. They're five times higher than they are for propane, three times higher than they are for natural gas. So it has a much higher propensity to get out of the pipe. And those are all things that have to be considered when we are attempting to ensure a safe operation. And most importantly, ensuring that we keep our own people safe and, and that we keep the general public safe. And as I said at the beginning, that's generally seen as, as the number one one risk or the number one consideration when you're looking at risk in hydrogen. But you mentioned a few others earlier, and, and those absolutely merit consideration. And they would include things like uh, environmental issues. For example, hydrogen is a trace component in the atmosphere, but it perturbs the distributions of methane and ozone, and it can therefore be considered an indirect greenhouse gas. Uh, although admittedly, research into that subject is still ongoing, but environmental issues is something that we typically consider. There's the issue of reliability. So how often do you need the equipment that you're using to be available and producing or performing its intended function? That can directly impact the, the bottom line through things like maintenance strategies, critical spares, inventories, like you'd mentioned, uh, supply chain issues. There's also the issue of security. So certain hydrogen technologies, and notably here the, the refueling of, of heavy duty vehicles, are considering a form of wireless communication or wireless monitoring. In this instance, we need to consider things like what if the data packages that are being transferred are corrupt or the incorrect information was transmitted. There's also consideration of what if the system was hacked or in some way compromised. Now, those almost come full circle back to the personal safety aspect of if those things go wrong, we may have an incident that may impact people. But security is, is for sure a, a major consideration in this industry, in this application, possibly more than it has been elsewhere. So there's there's a wide range of, of items for consideration, which would generally fall under the umbrella of risk, as I'm sure you can imagine. Hopefully I've managed to cover off a few key ones here. Well, thanks, James. And you know, it occurs to me that these are probably all risks, which I would imagine to be pretty commonplace within the traditional higher hazard industries. You mentioned the oil business, but how are these being addressed, maybe in a general sense, within the hydrogen industry to date? You're absolutely correct, Brian. I, I don't think anything that I've discussed so far is particularly revolutionary for the wider industry. The key here is ensuring that we take the knowledge and experience that we've honed elsewhere and allowing for the unique properties of hydrogen, apply it in a fit-for-purpose manner within our operations. In my own experience, there, there tends to be two more prominent attitudes within our industry. The first of those is that hydrogen is the worst thing ever and we are going to end up in another Hindenburg-type situation. Now, that's, that's one very sort of conservative risk option. The second is that hydrogen is, is relatively harmless, is buoyant, it will disperse easily if it's released, and we don't really need to worry about it. Now, those are, are very, very contrasting points of views. And we see those varying attitudes drive that company's approach towards their safe operation. So for the first of those uh, attitudes, the, 
hydrogen is is a risky commodity we need to be careful in its application we need to be careful in its use you tend to find those are companies with more of a track record than in operating major hazard facilities maybe even hydrogen plants within their refinery for example and they tend to have very robust safety management systems very mature systems that have developed over time and are known to function well in, in help ensuring safe operation on the flip side of that, there are companies which are just starting up. Now, I mentioned that this is a rapidly evolving industry. There's lots of hydrogen startups. There's lots of less experienced companies that are entering this market that maybe haven't had exposure to major hazard industries previously. They potentially don't understand the risk as well as some of the other companies and therefore don't necessarily have robust mitigations in place. The tools, the techniques, the methodologies that we have available to us for identifying and ultimately mitigating risk, irrespective of the type of risk, are robust and proven within high hazard industries. The key point here is that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. In the absence of regulation or, or best practice being available, much of which is in development at the moment and trying to keep pace with, with this rapidly evolving industry, we need to find a fit-for-purpose way of applying these proven techniques to our hydrogen operations. And that tends to be the aspect that we, Risk Tech, help companies achieve. All right. Well, thanks, James. So we've really kind of been talking about the what, kind of what the risks are. Let's talk a little bit about the mechanism of really how Risk Tech can help hydrogen business owners manage risk. Now, what comes to mind for me is, of course, exchange of information, but what about on-site things like analysis or engineering support or inspection? I think that just about covers it. It, it can be a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I would say the majority of the work that we undertake for our clients is study-based, which is generally a desktop within our offices, a facilitated workshop at client sites or on-site presence and site visits, etc. In that space, we provide a range of services uh, to the industry. I, I can run through a few of them now. We look at things like uh, hazard identification studies, where we look to identify and quantify risk uh, against a, a risk matrix, which is very much the baseline for a lot of the studies that come thereafter. We've also looked at things like hazard notability studies or, or layers of protection analysis, HAZOP or, or LOPA, and that looks at the risk on a more granular level. So we go through your facility and vessel by vessel, valve by valve, look at what can happen if we start to deviate from the design intent. We've looked at things like consequence analysis or uh, quantitative risk assessment, where we try to quantify the risk to personnel, your operations personnel, the, the public, or even just to, to simply inform facility siting. So where are you going to physically site equipment or occupied buildings on your facility? I touched on this one earlier, but we also look at reliability studies, so RAM assessments, to help sort of inform maintenance or shutdown strategies, critical spares lists, for example. We look at bowtie analysis. Uh, bowtie analysis helps provide a graphical representation of risk and it helps inform subsequent assurance and verification activities. So things like testing, maintenance, inspection that you want to do on your most safety critical pieces of equipment. And that's to, to name uh, but a few 
those all probably fall within that sort of uh, information aspect that you picked up before. Those tend to be desktop-based studies. They tend to be studies we do with a suitably qualified and experienced group of people within a workshop environment and summarize them in a report, either to sit within your company or, or to be submitted to regulators. But I'd also mentioned earlier that, that RISTEC's part of the TUV Rhineland group. Now, TUV offer on-site testing inspection and certification services to ensure the the safety, reliability and regulatory compliance of assets and components throughout their life cycle. So that touches on things like the analysis, uh, engineering and inspection that you mentioned. As a sort of long and, and rambling way of, of saying what I said at the beginning, we, we offer a little bit of everything. We tend to try and work with our clients to develop a fit-for-purpose and cost-effective solution for them. So yes, the risks are broadly similar across industry, but what may work for one client or one operation may not work for another. So it's important to be flexible and work to find an end point that provides a tangible benefit to your business. Well, thanks, James. And you know, Being an engineer myself, I just have found that there's nothing as valuable as experience. Someone who has seen issues come up before, and since risk tech spans so many different businesses, I've got to think the uh, expertise and the experience there is really broad. And I think that's really helpful for a business owner to bring somebody in who has that broad experience that can maybe alert them to places to look and things to watch out for that they may not thought of. Well, James, thanks so much for your time to be with us today. Is there anything that I really haven't asked you about that you'd like to add? I'd like to thank you again for having me on the podcast and the opportunity to talk a little bit about what I do and what RiskTech do and hopefully what we can bring to the table within the hydrogen industry. All right. Well, thanks, James. Uh, well, listeners, I'm talking with uh, James Snedden, who's the technical team clean energy lead at RiskTech. And RiskTech is spelled R-I-S-K-T-E-C. And the website for RiskTech is risktech.tuv.com. But James, if listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? I think the best or, or easiest way would be via the contact us section on the RiskTech website that you mentioned. All hydrogen-related inquiries tend to be directed towards my inbox, uh, and I'd be more than happy to respond and help in whatever way I can. I'm also active on LinkedIn. You can search my name, and I'm sure you'll find me there. Uh, And I would be delighted to connect with colleagues across the industry, so please feel free to reach out. All right. Well, thanks, James. And uh, listeners, James' last name is spelled S-N-E-D-D-O-N. All right. Well, listeners, if you enjoy listening to the Hydrogen Nowcast, consider subscribing to the podcast and also give us a rating in your podcast app. A good rating helps us be discovered by other people. And of course, word of mouth recommendations are really important. So consider letting people in your own network know about the Hydrogen Nowcast. And lastly, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me through the website at colorado-hydrogen.org or on LinkedIn. So until next time, this is Brian DeBruin wishing you health and prosperity. Goodbye.